Hi everyone, this is Kenneth Chu, author of Mother Industrialist, Perfecting the Balance Between Motherhood and Business Success and welcome to episode 33 of Mother Industrialist Live Show where we talk about entrepreneurship, parenting and life and in this episode, we are going to talk about the lifeline you need as a working mom or entrepreneur mom and today I have this great guest, awesome guest and she has made her time to really come and uh, when, when we started um, when we started, she has already um, very excited to really come on uh, onto on the show, and I'm so excited to um, introduce her to get her on the show. So um, she's a serial entrepreneur. She's an international speaker. She's also the host of the Single Parent Summit, and nevertheless, she's a mother of two. And without further ado, let us welcome Tanya. Hi, Tanya. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hi there. Hi, how's your day? It's, uh, it's morning at, over at your end, right? Yes, it is morning and it's a beautiful morning and wow. I'm so sorry for the extra sound. That was my attempt to share the same video oh. <laughs> on Facebook at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because I, I heard, hey, is it is it on my side that the... Uh, nope, that was that all my fault. <laughs> okay, no, no worries, no worries. But at least I, I, was, I was checking on the audio and saying, hey, how come there's, there's a sound? But nevertheless, <laughs> uh, I guess this is live and, uh, and all of us can feel that it's live because sounds are coming in and stuff so uh thanks um thank you for making time and i know that um it has been a while since our last meeting and um, i'm so so excited to see you um you're well now and you're excited you're all um doll up all, um, for, for today <laughs> and your laughter and your smile so uh um there's a tradition before we kickstart the show um where every guest get to post a question of the day uh out to the audience and also to the next guest uh, before we can kickstart with the show. So are you ready with the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we kickstart with the show? I am. Okay, so the question of the day is, how has having your kid or your children help in your business or work? So I repeat mm. again, how has having your children help in your business or in your work? So give some time to think about it. Well, I'll go to Facebook and check if we are, our audio are good and if our um, sound are good. Okay, All right, good? sounds good. Yeah, we can see we, if our connection is good. So give me some time. I will come back to you. Okay, Tanya? Okay. Okay, I hear myself. <laughs> okay, it's always weird to hear yourself on audio. Okay, I'm waiting for your part. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I talk quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're the host. You're supposed to talk yeah. a lot. Okay, I hear you. Good. But it seems there's a bit of lag. Uh, maybe I can uh, maybe can just test it out later. So, um, Tonya, are you ready with the answer to the question of the day? I am. And first, I have to say that I love this question because so often as working parents, we hear things, and especially working entrepreneurs, we hear things like, oh, it's so hard to work with my children, or we always hear the negative. So I love that the question is the positive. How has mm. that helped? And I think for me, there's, I mean, clearly, I adore my children. Like, I am so in love with these two. I think they are the two most amazing human beings on the face of the planet. 
And I think that they've helped given me so much clarity and direction. There are times when, I should say motivation, Hmm. there are times when I am exhausted and I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. And I'll have a conversation with one of the two of them that mirrors back to me something that I've given them along, you know, the, the course of our lives together. And as they're saying, you know, what their experience is like in our lives, it's just so uplifting and encouraging. Uh, and we, we were really such an amazing team together. I'm so grateful for that. Wow, that's good. So it, they, they, your, your children has basically uh, fueled you and, and power you up to whatever that you're going through in your entrepreneurial uh, journey, right? Absolutely. And I think they also ground me in a certain way that I can very easily be like all work all the time in my Mm. head. And so to be able to stop and have a pillow fight or (laughs) I mean, we take our pillow fights very seriously in our family. It's just one of those things. Whenever we travel and we go to hotels, Mm. it is mandatory, absolutely mandatory that we jump on the beds and have a pillow fight because now that they're older, I don't let them do that part at home because they'd be too big to jump on the beds. Um, but whenever we're in a hotel room, I can guarantee you wow. we are jumping on the beds. I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> feeling um, sorry for the, the hotel um, staff that every time they go, oh, there's a pillow fight again and stuff again. But they I, do I guess, the app. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that, 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 uh, that will, will, will be your bonding time with your children because uh, uh, you were saying that your, your children are quite um, like in their te- teens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yep, my son that, is 16 and my daughter is 15. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine that uh, did I do any of that like during my teenage years. And that also shows that how knitted and how clo- closely knitted you, you guys are, especially you mm-hmm. and your children. And and that is a very good start. And now we can officially kick start with the show. So, Tanya, <laughs> uh, before, um, b- before we, we start, uh, maybe you can do a short introduction of, about yourself uh, out to the audience because the audience may be new to you. Uh, they may not know... Um, much about you maybe you can introduce yourself what were you doing prior to what you were doing your in your current business and uh, mm-hmm. what um what is your background like and where are you from you can just share it okay us. yep sure happily so i'm actually from uh, just outside of philadelphia pennsylvania in the states uh, right now though i'm coming to you live <laughs> from niagara on the lake uh, actually st Catharines uh, mm-hmm. in ontario canada Uh, I actually just finished a three-day retreat, and it was an amazing experience. So this is, you're getting me like post-retreat right before I go get an eight-hour car drive. (laughs) So so there's that. Um, But I started my first wedding planning company when I was a junior in college. And it was one of those things that I always knew that that's what I wanted to do before anyone really knew what a wedding planner was. Mm. So that was an interesting experience to be the stack, uh, you know, to be the girl with the stack of Martha Stewart weddings magazines that wasn't actually dating anybody seriously. So I'm not planning a wedding of my own, but I've got all these wedding magazines. That's kind of who I was. Mm. So with that idea, uh, you know, I spent some time in corporate in event planning on that side and then um, moved around quite a bit. By the time I had my children, I got to the point of saying, okay, corporate event planning would keep me on the road too much. Mm. It's time to start the wedding planning again. (laughs) So, you know, kind of ping-ponging, you know, between all these different things. And as they grew and as I grew and changed, um, there's so many different layers, I think, to the way that my life has has kind of shifted, you know, Mm. along the way. And the more that I could stay present in that, and I was open to all of the changes. So for example, one of those changes is that I also work with entrepreneurs and help them understand the strategy of live events and do all the planning with that. So we actually have a collective that we work together there. 
Mm. Um, and then I'm also a professional speaker. So this seems like they're all very different things. And mm. at the end of the day, I found that my personal philosophy comes down to care, connection, and creativity. Mm. So everything that I do falls into one of those three, or it's where they overlap. Um, mm. So even though they seem very different, in my mind, they're all very, very connected. Wow. That, and and that, that, that is um, your very, very short introduction, which is good. You have um, already shared with us what are the different areas. And, and because uh, you are a serial entrepreneur, you are doing different businesses at the same time. And having two, two, uh, two children, which is um, something that I, I would respect you. Because a lot of mompreneurs with one business, they are really, I would say, really stretched, really mm. uh, spreading themselves thin. But you having two kids and also uh, managing a few businesses at the same time, uh, which is what is your what is your secret? Is there any secret to you managing so many businesses and also handling uh, motherhood at the same time? Oh, um, a coffee? Lot of things. Coffee? <laughs> coffee? Coffee is okay. a is a pretty pretty strong uh, contingency there. Okay. Um. No, I mean the running joke is between the coffee and the wine and dark chocolate. That's okay. pretty much like. You know, those are the three things I have to have. Um, but no, really, I think early on, it was the idea of recognizing that it wasn't just up to me. Mm. If I was really going to be able to do all these different things and to be as successful as I wanted to be, I needed to be able to get out of my own way mm. and to have help. Um, and so early on, finding the advisory board, you know, really going after information and understanding how this could work or how that could work. And a lot of times recognizing that I was not the one to figure it out. Mm. Um, so to be able to say, okay, I know that I need to work on my Pinterest game. Well, guess what? Oh. I'm not going to spend the time to understand all the ins and outs of Pinterest. And I found an amazing, amazing person who specializes in Pinterest. Wow. So, you know, being able to um, to really identify what are the pieces that I need to do, mm. that I need to be the only one to do it, and then everything else that I can delegate so that it's not just all up to me. Because oftentimes when I'm stuck, mm. it's because I'm the bottleneck. Mm, I see. But who who is, is there anyone that gave you the idea that you should uh, outsource or you should get someone who specializes in that instead of you being the one that is like learning the Pinterest and learning how to, to use it. Who is there anyone or a, a mentor or a coach that is there to guide you or you just figure it out by yourself? Oh my goodness. I am a huge, huge proponent of coaches and live events and conferences and training. And I think that really, if there was one thing that I could point to, to be a catalyst for the kind of change that I've experienced, it would probably be that one piece. Hmm. 10 years ago, um, I'd say maybe a little bit more than 10 now, uh, when my kid's father and I divorced, that's mm. really when I got very serious about not only my business, but about my own self-growth. Mm. And in that, it meant that I started going to conferences and trainings. And it, it wasn't just like the, the business side of things. There was also this piece of who am I? Mm. What's really special about me? And how do I show up in the world? And then after the general information, then it starts to get much more specific. So um, there are dozens 
of mentors and coaches that I've learned from over the years. And I think um, most recently, it's really fun because it's actually both a mentor and a client. Um, <laughs> but Ari Mizell is probably uh, one of the ones who finally got through my thick skull mm. about the idea of his philosophy is optimize, automate, and outsource. And wow. I've learned so much from that and having that clarity and the, the very specific direction for that mm. has been incredibly helpful. Wow. So you were saying that you were servicing this client at the same time you are also learning and also you had had like kind of like a breakthrough for yourself that you you have like level up, I would say. Mm -hmm. Wow. wow. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That's really rare rare to have such um opportunity, I would say. Yeah, that, that you have a client that, that pays you at the same time you are learning right. at the same time. Which is which is like um like we always say like one stone kill two bit. Yeah, you mm -hmm. have like the two bad, two two of the best thing in the world, and uh, that's it. I would say that that would be because you 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 are constantly learning, and also because you also go to uh, a lot into personal development, mm -hmm. and and you you just you uh you just shared on one point which which is something I hear a lot from a lot of mom kernels is, um, it's always the moment that they were in that they have I would say no not really a choice that they would have to invest a lot in themselves to grow and mm -hmm. when they grow by themselves their business start growing is is that what you what what you see absolutely i don't think that could be a statement that could be any more emphasized hmm. that uh wouldn't be like add a thousand more exclamation points behind it wow. because I think really what it comes down to is in so many ways how we show up in the world is how we're showing up for ourselves mm. and if there's not a consistency if there's not a congruency in who we are and how we think and feel to the things that we're doing out in the world that's something that is so transparent to the public and if you're coming from a place of you know please hire me please hire me <laughs> that desperation seeks through and yeah. no one's going to actually hire you but if you can invest the time and money and energy into yourself hmm. to become the best version of yourself, at that point, things start to shift. And when you know who you are and you can stand firmly in that identity, hmm. there are so many other things that you've already put into effect, changes that are happening that are almost outside of your control at that point. And it's really up to you to follow those impulses and to follow kind of along the path. And I, as far as I'm concerned, I think that's where it gets really fun. Like that's oh. when the adventure really kicks in. Yeah, it seems that you are taking it um like a lot easier because you started entrepreneurial uh entrepreneurship at a very young age, at college, right? You were saying, mm -hmm. yeah, and and maybe for a lot of um mothers out there, especially a lot of them, is because they became a mom and they were working mom before. You they started in the in the corporate, and also mm -hmm. uh when they became a mom, they realized that hey, a corporate job may not be able to allow me to spend more time with my children. And that's where um they will they will come to a point of time that they are lost. They felt guilty and all that. And that is something that we we, we talk about in our last meeting about this dead zone that uh mm -hmm. you were saying that people uh um they, they need to find their purpose, but a lot of them they lost the purpose and they mm -hmm. they are kind of uh in the dead zone, not knowing what to do. They're just going mm -hmm. to work uh like like maybe dragging themselves to work. Uh, not hundred percent present for their children, and also even for people, uh, uh, people around them, especially their loved ones. So we we also talk about the the three factors for someone to get out from the dead zone. Maybe you can share mm -hmm. with us what are the uh three 
factors and also maybe you can elaborate more on these three factors and why is it important uh, and also the way for them to get out from the dead zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. And I'll also go a step further. I think that it's very easy to look at someone um, you know, who's had an experience like I've had and, and kind of say, oh, well, they did it this way and mm. that's the only way. And first of all, that's not not true at all. Uh -huh. Everyone has their own journey. And I think another piece that it can be very easy in the online entrepreneur space is to elevate someone to the point of saying, oh, well, you never know their backstory. Mm. You know, you, you see this overnight success. You don't know that it was a 14 year process <laughs> to become an overnight success. Yes. So um, before I even share about those three uh, cornerstone pieces, I want to tell you a little story. Okay. Uh, about what my life was like wow. during during the process of uh, you know kind of right after the divorce from the kids dad I was back in corporate at this point and my children were four and five mm. and uh, the way my day started was the alarm would start buzzing at 3 45 in the morning wow and there's this process of like, didn't I just do this? You know, I, I swear I've just done this. I just got to bed. Why is the alarm going off already? And I started this entire, you know, day into the idea of sneaking out into the living room, trying not to wake anybody up. My mom is sleeping on the couch. I'm pulling up the blanket over her shoulders and I'm whispering, thank you again. And I'm tiptoeing down the hall and I'm kissing each of my kids goodbye. And I jump in the car and I run to Starbucks because I'm working the opening shift at Starbucks because wow. my corporate job doesn't provide health insurance. So by the time I clock in and I've just barely made it on time, and I'm setting up all the pastries, the morning rush starts, everybody's mm. coming in all the regulars. I'm really hoping I don't screw up their drinks because it's really hard to be a barista. Like I have mad respect for them. I did it for yeah. about six months and I was like, <laughs> oh, I can't keep all the recipes in my head. So work the three hours there, three and a half, four hours, whatever it is. And I grab my triple grande caramel macchiato, run to the bathroom, change into professional clothes, run to my corporate office. Wow. And I work there from 8.30 to 5.30. And I'm racing out the door out of the corporate gig in order to get my kids from the after school program before the fines start. Because, of course, they fine yeah. you if you don't pick up your children on time. Yeah. And by the time I get home, we've got, you know, the backpacks, the grocery, the laundry. We run through the door. And I'm exhausted. I am flat exhausted. Exhausted. Mm. And the only thing I can come up with so quickly for dinner, because of course the children are starving, we're having cereal. We're having cereal for dinner and we're doing it for like the fifth time in a month. Wow. You know, it's, it is a very regular occurrence. Run the kids to their baths, trying to do their homework. And then you get the question of mommy, when are you going to marry daddy again? And nothing will wow. like just totally stop you in your tracks, like that kind of conversation. So then of course I'm going, well, that's really just not going to work for multiple reasons, including, you know, the fact that that's, that's just not going to happen. So I don't know. It's just, there's so many different layers, I think, to the idea of who I was in that moment. I was so disconnected from myself. Mm. I was trying to live the life that I thought I needed to, to provide for my kids and to continue this idea of the corporate world, because that was supposed to be easier, right? Yeah. Like it was the idea of, you know, the company would take care of me if I gave them all my time. Yeah. Well, I was giving them yeah. all my time, all my energy, and I wasn't seeing my children. Mm. And so for me, I got to the point, the same year, this was a crazy year for me, um, the same year that we divorced and he remarried, and the company that I was working for announced layoffs. Wow. And um, I literally, I mean, I'm so not exaggerating. I literally raised my hand to volunteer to be in the first batch of layoffs 
because I just couldn't handle the ambiguity at that mm. point. There was this whole thing like, you know, I ended up unconscious on the bathroom floor because my heart totally gave out from all of the uh, adrenaline that was in my body. So there's more to the story. Um, but it was it was such a, a pivotal year for me. And I think one of the things uh, that I think about so often, I adore the quote from Plato that the unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. And for me, that that year, especially lying on the bathroom floor, that was my question. The unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. I think so often it's easy to get into the rhythm of the day to day and we put our head down and we do the work that's in front of us because it's all that we know. And we don't take enough time to pause and ask the question and to truly examine our lives. Who are we? What is it that we're doing? Who is it that we're doing it for? Who are we doing life with? Those important questions really can derive so much of our value, and yet we're not asking the question. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, sorry to take us kind of, you know, in a yeah. different different direction there. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, so I, I want to be very clear. Um, I'm not one to be put on a pedestal by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm incredibly transparent about what the process has been like to get here. Um, And it's not even just, I think, becoming an entrepreneur. I think there is a massive journey in being an entrepreneur because it's one thing to make the step and and that is a huge risky gutsy thing to do. And there's a whole nother skill set that is required to be an entrepreneur, not just to become one. Mm. Um, And so to that end, the the three (laughs) cornerstones that we had talked about, I, I think that they really fall into three categories. One is clarity, yep. and the second is uh, the micro changes. And I'll get to that in just a second. And the third is self-care. Mm-hmm. And that often surprises people that I, I consider self-care to be so incredibly important. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a whole story to all of those different pieces. Mm-hmm. And, and that also brings us to today's topic, which is the lifeline you need as a working mom or entrepreneur mom. And both of us also agree that uh, one of the factors, and uh, which is self-care, which is really important because uh, I've interviewed a lot of mompreneurs to date. It's already uh, episode 33. So a lot of them, they always say that um, don't be too hard on yourself, especially as a mother. Don't mm. be pushing yourself like you're not doing enough. In fact, you're doing a lot and you have to take care of yourself. Like, um, like the last episode, uh, we talked about this oxygen mask that, uh, that yes. if you take a flight, you have to put it on yourself before you attend to your children. But a lot of time, a lot of women, when they become a mother, they start giving the oxygen mask to their children or to anybody else except themselves. And that's mm-hmm. where uh, they, started to, they, they start to deplete, they start to feel exhausted, they start to feel uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, everything just went down. And mm-hmm. that is where... Um, a lot of them drop into the uh, the dead zone, and this is where, um, like today's topic is the, the lifeline, which is very important, which is self care. Uh, the rest I find that is equally important, but the self care is something that a lot of mothers, especially when they started um doing business, they've forgotten about this self care. Like 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 if if I were to to make a comparison, like a, even for men or women, even before we became a a parent, like for me, I'm a dad with a nine year daughter. So before I became a dad, everything is about myself. I take care of myself, mm-hmm. I take care of my hair, my skin, everything. But when we became parents, we started to give a lot of care, concern. Like uh, my daughter's hair has to be nice. 
beautiful use uses organic uh, shampoo and stuff like that <laughs> well for me i would just use normal shampoo even the cheaper shampoo so for us parents we tend to sacrifice in a way we always think that we need to sacrifice a lot of our stuff in fact we can still live uh, and pamper ourselves at the same time to take care of our children because uh-huh. if you don't save yourself by putting the oxygen mask on you in the end you will not be able to help or save your children and that's where I always uh, bring this analogy of the of this uh, in-flight instruction, especially mm-hmm. on the oxygen mask, to share with a lot of entrepreneurs, even mothers that I coach, uh, to really save themselves first. Because a lot of time they're talking about, oh, I'm talking about my kids, I'm all around the place and stuff like that. But I will ask them, how about you? Are you exactly. taking care of yourself, your health and all that stuff? Uh, your, your, your lack of sleep, uh, you, you felt that your figure is going haywire, you... Uh, getting fatter, getting plumber, your skin is not good and stuff like that. But why are you doing that to yourself? That's where the self-care uh-huh. comes. And also, um, that is something that we talk about and it's very, very important. So for you, uh, what, what is your take on, like you, you were saying, on clarity, the micro-changes and also the self-care? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could not agree uh, any more fully. I think that of the three, when we talk about the idea of the the lifeline, Mm. for me, it really does come down to self-care. And I would take it even a step further. I think that when a lot of people say things like self-care, you think about, you know, getting a massage or having your hair cut or, you know, getting your nails done, things like that, that that can be very surface level. And those can all be very, very wonderful things, especially when we're in this place of just absolute deprivation because we're Mm. not sleeping enough, we're not drinking enough water, we're not eating the foods that feed our bodies, Um, and we're not prioritizing ourselves to say, I deserve 90 minutes (laughs) to go and go do this and take care of myself, and I can carve out that time just for me, and I I mean, for me personally, uh, I'm sure there's a few people that are kind of like giggling because they know how hard this has been for me, Mm. and I think I finally, it's finally sunken in, Mm. Um, and it has changed everything about how I structure what I do and when I do it. But to take that even a step further, I look at it as a very foundational piece because, yes, self-care can apply to our physical bodies, but I think it also relates to so many different aspects of who we are. Mm. So, for example, again, coming back to that question uh, that the unexamined life is not worth living, when was the last time you paid attention to your financial accounts? Mm. You know, do you have a an emergency fund that is ready both for you and for your business? Um, are you able to go away from the business and you have staff members that can jump mm. in and help out? Or even being at the point where you can hire a virtual assistant to take off some of the lighter loads. So I think really, you know, looking at ways where your day-to-day life, both at home and at work, there are so many places where we can apply the self-care methodology mm-hmm. and be able to find ways to give back some time and energy to ourselves. And we're also propelling the economy forward as well. You know, for me to be able to hire someone to come in and, yeah. uh, you know, do home cleaning or meal prep or something like that, I mean, I don't do it very often, but at the same time, there's a piece of me that's starting to realize like, wait, I could be going and doing X, Y, and Z while someone mm. else swept my floor. Yep. Huh. Looky there. Uh, you know, so just identifying all those places where it doesn't have to be me just so I can rest. And even if it's not, you know, I can go get a massage during that time, I can just not have to think about it. It's the mental clarity, yep. uh, which brings me to the idea of clarity. I, I teach a series about creativity. 
And in that series, uh, self-care is actually the very foundation of the triangle that creates mm. creativity. A little bit of a play on <laughs> words there. Um, but just this idea of self-care is truly foundational and it goes beyond who we are as human beings and it goes into all the different aspects of our lives. Wow. So, and, and, and you talk a lot about self-care and I believe there will be mothers thinking that, hey, you, uh, it seems easier for you because you have the few businesses, you're good at running businesses, so you, you can have the luxury to, to outsource or even to get, hire someone to offload the thing. So how do you handle such maybe like reason or I would say excuses of people posting it to you? Yeah, I would say pretty pretty openly, don't believe everything you see. <laughs> um, I mean, really, I think they, there is a, an easy assumption made that, yeah. you know, I've hit this level and I've got it made and I've got it all figured out. And in, in reality, there's this is where we're going to get to those micro changes. Mm. Everything that I learn, I'm able to absorb in some capacity and I'm able to implement. And actually, I shouldn't say that I'm able to, I choose to, because there are times when someone could tell me the same thing, like for three years, I'm just like, nope, that doesn't fit. That just doesn't fit who I am or what I need. And then when I find the things that do fit or something I want to try or, you know, whatever the case might be, it's, it's not those big moments where, you know, like I talked about the idea of being unconscious on the bathroom floor. Hmm. Yes, that was a pivotal moment for me, but with what was just as important were all of the series of micro changes that I made after to continue to adjust the trajectory of my life. Mm. So I mentioned to you that I'm, I'm in Ontario right now. Mm. <laughs> I have said for probably about two to three years, because um, I do a lot of visioning statements and, and I spend some time journaling and get very clear about what it is I wanna create. I've said for at least two years, I'm so grateful now that I go on quarterly retreats. Wow. Do you know this is probably the first retreat that I've done in probably those two years? So, I mean, all the travel that I've been doing, it was always for work and I always enjoy it. I love travel. <laughs> I love coming home, but I love to travel. Mm. But the idea of I've now created an environment that is receptive to me fulfilling a quarterly retreat and the, the wonderful, wonderful person that I am learning from about all of these different things. Isn't it funny that she offers nine retreats a year that you can choose <laughs> part of and so I just had that realization yesterday where I'm like oh wait a minute I've been saying for a long time now that this is something I wanted in my life and I wasn't it wasn't disciplined enough to do it on my own mm. or I didn't have the financial resources or I didn't want to take the time away from the kids or yeah. you know whatever the other stories are and yet the consistent action of setting the intention to say mm. this is something I want because I value investing in myself and yeah. I value rest and you know now here I am in that world. So I think it's it's a micro change process. Mm. There isn't any one thing, you know, save the idea of like all of a sudden inheriting a gazillion dollars and yep. knowing exactly how to invest it in your business. There isn't any one thing that's going to create an overnight success. It is a process and it's a series of micro changes that we make for who we are that then impact how our businesses are shaped. Well, that 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 is that is something that I've not heard, heard um, before, especially you talk about, uh, or uh, never, never brought up in, in, in any, any of the episode before, which is about, um, it, it kind of sums up about manifesting, like you really mm. start with all your uh, micro changes, 
you change bit by bit but the key thing is you are manifesting you are thinking you have that intent and a lot of time that I see that um, a lot of mompreneur who are struggling in the business is because they are looking at a micro um, on the smaller picture rather than the bigger picture but they mm -hmm. have no direction they have no intent at all they just um, I would say ran about whatever things mm. that's happening but they are not doing anything to it but you mentioned about these micro changes which is changing bit by bit bit by bit which mm -hmm. you may not be able to see it but once it snowballed it became more uh, more visual um, that that you can you can ultimately say hey I'm going in the right direction like for you for your retreat you are you, definitely there's a lot of 101 reasons that we can think of of not going for the retreat or not having all the retreat because we want to spend more time with the children but mm -hmm. at the same time you also know that the self-care is really important you need to take a break you need to recharge you need to rejuvenate yourself so that you can go for even uh, longer uh, hustling and also into your business especially you are not just handling one business you're handling a few businesses and also mm -hmm. having having two children and I believe other than this, you are also having a lot of other commitments like your family, like any every other stuff that you're having. Mm -hmm. But because of you um, knowing how and also um, been learning and also person developing yourself, that then now with the skill, with the knowledge, you're investing a lot on, on yourself, which is also uh, coming to back to your business. Uh, that's mm -hmm. why your business is kicking off. You can do a lot of things much more than in the past. And that also... Um, bring us to what is the lifeline that, that you feel that currently a lot of mothers will need now like the lifeline we talk about uh, self self-care but what mm -hmm. is that 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 one thing that the mothers really need now that you mm. feel, feel especially in today's time I think it's a I think it's a two-step process mm. um I think that the self-care is is still absolutely vital because without Without caring for ourselves, we don't have any space for any new information um, or any new insight, any new mm. direction, because we are maxed out with yep. caring for everyone else or doing the corporate job or whatever it might be. So I think the first thing in self-care is just to create that space mm. for new ideas and inspiration to come in. I think the second piece really comes down to uh, paying attention to who's in your world. Mm. And with that, I mean, really, um, I, I have an expression called the advisory board. You know, <laughs> who is on the advisory board of your life? Because mm. these are the people that you've chosen to listen to. Yeah. And I think that so often what happens is the people who are on your advisory board um, got there by accident. You know, it could be that it's your neighbor or it's your sister or it's your best friend or, you know, whatever the case might be. And you're allowing all of these influences to have a direct impact in your life. You yeah. might not realize it. But if you hear somebody complain about how terrible this is or mm. how bad this is, yeah. that energy is going to impact you and it's going to drag you down. If instead you've chosen maybe to listen to a podcast mm. on your way into work or, you know, as you're out running and getting groceries, whatever, you know, whatever the case might be, the, the information that you choose to let into your mind and into your heart is going to have a direct impact on not only the information that you keep, but on those micro changes that we talked about. Mm. Because, you know, a micro change could be good or it could be bad. If yep. it's the idea of, oh, I've had a really crappy day, I'm going to go have a piece of chocolate cake. 
that may not be a bad thing if it's just, you know, every now and then. Mm. If that happens every night, <laughs> that's something to pay attention to. I used but to you, you see experience. what I mean <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, I literally... A hand to God. I literally just last week uh, had a conversation with my best friend who is also in the entrepreneurial space and, um, and she is a health coach and all of this fun stuff. And I'm like, okay, I need to make some changes because Giardelli and I have become way too good friends. So again, you know, it's, it's really, it's stopping to pause and to pay attention to your life because without that kind of clarity, without the, the pause to investigate, you're just going to continue digging a deeper, deeper hole, living a life that isn't congruent with who you are. Wow. I, I, I guess um, maybe I can, maybe the question would be, is how do I start? It's like, how mm. do I start? Because for you, you, are, you, you have a very clear idea. But if I'm stuck, if I'm lost, um, the people around me, I do not know how to change. So how do you start? What is the first step that you need need to do, that or or how do you get yourself out? Because I know like okay, there's three factors: clarity, uh, micro change, and also self care. But how do I start? I love that question. Like I got goosebumps. <laughs> I love that question because for me, I feel like again, this is where the adventure starts, um, and that might be one of the first things. I think it's it's a a shift in perspective, um, in the idea of everything up to this point has prepared me for everything that is going to come. Mm. And there's, there's a shift in that about um, looking for the positive as mm. opposed to looking to the negative. And there's so many different ways that that can, can manifest and that that can show up. I think on a very practical piece, like a very super practical how to start mm. would be to take your calendar and block out, let's start baby steps. Let's mm. say block out two hours. And in that two hour time, turn off the phone, turn off all the notifications, just completely shut out the outside world. Make sure that your kids are cared for. They're with someone who knows what to do. If something yeah. goes wrong, you, you are not to be disturbed for these two hours. Mm. And I think the first thing would be just to simply ask, like literally say outside out loud, what do I need right now? Mm. Because so often we don't ever ask ourselves what yeah. we need. We ask what we need to do. <laughs> we ask what we need to accomplish to make our clients happy, but we don't ask what we need. Mm. And I think that you will find you'll be answered. There's something in you, your intuition yeah. will say, I would really love a glass of water. I would love to take a bath. Mm. I would love to sit and journal. I would love to go for a walk, but follow that. But the mm. whole piece is you've got to create the container. You've got to create the space to be able to follow that intuition and to be able to take some time for yourself. And I think that you'll find that it becomes something that is so fueling that you then recognize how much more productive you are by taking the time for yourself. And it's something that the more that it's like any skill, the mm. more that you practice, the stronger it becomes and the more quickly that those micro changes will add up to the bigger change mm. at the end of it all. Wow. I, I love that part where you talk about giving yourself that, that one to two hours, really um, be on your own with yourself and also uh -huh. um, feel for that intuition. Because in fact, this is what I learned and this is what I realized because there was a, a point of time in my life, I was asking myself, what am I doing? Why am I working so hard? And that was that moment that, that I started asking that question back to myself. 
and I start reflecting and stuff like that. And and that kickstart everything that happens because um like money was there because I was in sales, uh, money was good, mm-hmm. um the environment was good, but the people that I worked with wasn't really that pleasant. I was like really suffering from all the politics and stuff like that. And I asked myself, why am I working so hard and being miserable in this environment? Although the money is good and I'm also the sole breadwinner, I'm also the the, the husband, the, the father, I need to bring the money back. And, mm-hmm. and I was lost. I was like, why am I working so hard? Why am I... Uh, in this miserable uh, place. So that was the question that I started asking myself. I, I, I guess that it's also be, pretty similar, but for me, it's, I reached a point of time that I, I started questioning myself, what am I doing? But for those that, that are not in that state, you can consider what, what Tonya has shared is really give yourself some time to reflect, really ask yourself what what you want for yourself, right? What would you want to do? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, if you get stuck, because I found that there are a couple of people that I've worked with, um, because on the, you know, kind of in that professional speaker side, I also have a workshop that goes along with this. Mm. So in some of the clients that I've worked with, it is a very difficult process to start to ask yourself these questions. If you're not in a habit mm. of, you know, creating that space and having these conversations with yourself, yeah. it can be very difficult to get started. Yeah. So I actually have a quiz um, that I think you have the, the link to, to to put up for people. It's actually the idea of kind of like a whole life assessment. Mm. And I'm sure people have seen this before, especially if you've done any work in the, the self-discovery or self-growth. Yeah you're going to see like the wheel of life or, you know, some variation of it. This is just my spin on it because it looks at the difference of not only, you know, how you're taking care of yourself as your physical body, Mm. but talks about your relationships. It talks about your financial security. It talks Mm. about your uh, clarity on your business and on if you feel like you can grow your business or if you feel like you're stagnant, you know, it's looking at all of these different Mm. areas and being able to take some sort of like quick little quiz in 10 minutes Mm -hmm. that can give you a visual representation of your life. I think that's an incredibly helpful place to get start when you're stuck. Um, And I think too, something that's so important, I've heard so many times uh, this idea of, well, is the goal to have a perfect circle? You know, like when you take these these ex- uh, little quizzes, is that the goal? That is never, ever the goal. I yeah. want to be very clear. <laughs> the, the goal is never to make your life all tens yeah. all the time, because frankly, that's impossible. Mm. Um, maybe not impossible, but it's life moves. Yeah. Life changes in a moment, and there's nothing that's ever going to be that one consistent thing on yes. all aspects of your life. Right. So you have to recognize there's going to be some fluidity. But what I love about this this uh, example and this exercise is that it simply brings your attention to the places that you can start to make those micro changes. And then you can do a little investigating, and maybe that there's some journal prompts around that, mm. and you can say, oh, you know, I scored like a six, seven, eight, and all these other categories. This one's a three. What is that all about? Mm. That's a place to have a great conversation with yourself. Which is which is the the, the process that you say about discovering themselves, which is a self discovery, and and that Absolutely. is also something that uh, I do with my clients, especially on the mm. coaching. Before even we start to talk about business, talk about what business you'll be doing, it's about to self really. I, I will bring them this process of self discovery to self awareness, because before you do anything, you need to know who you are. What are you passionate about? And what you want to, what is your purpose of your life? That's mm-hmm. the most important thing I, I feel personally. And also that will drive you to push out your business and the reason 
and the, and it would be a very strong reason for you to, to start a business because a lot of people, uh, most people want to start a business for one reason is to earn more money. But if you are chasing money, it's not going to bring you, uh, on the on a very good journey, I would say. Mm. Yeah, and 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 business, you need to have that that drive, that passion, and that's where in my book I talk about passion, purpose, and and last but not least, to profit from it. But you need the mm-hmm. passion and also the purpose to drive you uh, towards the direction that you want. And money will be the very last thing that you think of, but you have to be profitable. So that also, um, also sum it. And, and, and I guess the, a lot of us, a lot of time, I feel that most people who are lost, they, they stop to feel, they stop to have, to let the intuition uh, take charge. They always use, I would say the ego or the mind that is, mm-hmm. that is dictating everything. They are not feeling enough. Especially, I, I realized that um, for women, for mothers, um, or, or maybe some men that are more sentimental, more uh, feminine, they need to feel. Because when you feel, the gut is, the gut feel is, is most of the time, is, is quite, quite right. Because like mm-hmm. for, for me, sometimes I realized that in the past 30 over years of my life, a lot of things I'm using my head and it does, it's not working at all. And when mm-hmm. I start to feel, hey, things <laughs> seems to be moving as smoothly as it is. Like for mm-hmm. me, I never understand why am I writing a book about mothers until when mm. the dots are connected backwards. I say, hey, now I understand why. Because nine years ago, I was connected with mompreneurs, uh, with mothers who started a business. And, and uh, there are mompreneurs like you. You started a business because you want to spend more time with your children so that um, you can juggle your own life, um, your, your living life on your own terms. And, and also, last but not least, also pursuing your passion in, mm. in whatever areas that you're working on and also to give them a better life. So this is what I see. So maybe, maybe you can share with us, like, what are the current challenges and struggles that you see a lot of mothers are facing now and what is your take on that? I think you you hit it on the head exactly. I think that so often we're listening to everyone else's opinion mm. or we're not even taking time to ask the question. And when you're when you're in a state of uh, you know constant energy being spent and you're constantly giving and taking care of everyone else, there's always this outflow, but there's not a chance to pause and to let everything settle and to hear ourselves. And I think that that's so important. But like I said earlier, you know, I'm a huge proponent of growth and of looking for information and of going to conferences and events and working with coaches and mentors. I don't know when the last time was I didn't have a mentor. Mm. Um, and I've spent a lot of money, yeah. a lot of money <laughs> on coaching and development. And we very, very clear. I firmly believe that when you leap, the net will appear. Yeah. I have been in a position so many times where I'm like, I know this is what's right for me. I don't have the money in the bank for it right Mm. now, but I know I can make it. Mm. And being in that place of trusting that inner voice and trusting that intuition to say that, yes, this is what I need. And I'm not going to obsess about the details of how to make it happen. I'm just going to follow this intuition that has never led me astray. And it's funny because the process of then making the money or, you know, whatever the case might be, there's always so much to learn. And I think that's another important piece. The idea that to trust ourselves and to say that we make the best decision with the information we have at the time. I think when you're looking, especially for women, we tend to, we tend to guilt ourselves. 
And we tend to absorb guilt from other people, (laughs) even if it was never actually there to begin with. We've Mm. made it up in our minds that (laughs) you must think badly of me because of X, Y, and Z. So we're sucking in all of this guilt. And I found for me, one of the things that was so healing, especially working through the divorce and all the rest of it, this idea of saying, I made the best decision I could with the information I had at the time. And whether that is a business failure, a relationship failure, actually, you know what? I don't even want to use the word failure. It was a learning opportunity, like for sure. And that sounds kind of cheesy to reframe (laughs) it like that. Um, But I think that, again, it comes down to mindset. I gained so much every time I tried something in business and it totally bombed because I now know how not to do it that way. And being able to, to have that trial and error, there are some that are very public. And there are some that are very private and it was just like, oh, let me try this new thing. Huh, that didn't work. (laughs) Or there's times where, you know, I'm very open and it was something really big and risky that I was trying and everyone knew about it. Well, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. So to to be very humble about the learning process and and honestly humble about life, Mm -hmm. I think you'll find that it takes off so much pressure. And that's why I always say like the adventure continues. Like, you know, here we go because there's going to be, highs and there's going to be lows and there's Mm. going to be beautiful sunsets and there's going to be rain and hail you're going to have all of it and that's that's what makes this so much fun yeah and and you touched on a very strong point that i realized that um especially for for men and women when when we became parents we stopped learning that that is what Uh. i observed we stopped learning and we allow our children to learn we want our children to learn but at the same time, as parents, we stop learning, we stop improving ourselves, we stop growing ourselves because all the effort is on them. Definitely, it will mm. be on them. But at the same time, we can, in fact, if you have that open heart, like uh, what my, uh, one of my mentors always say that you have to unlearn, learn and relearn mm. every single mm-hmm. day. It's like you have to apply it to your life, especially nowadays when technologies and internet are moving so fast. So advancing, even our children are learning. Like we, we talk about the math that our children are doing, it's so different. The method they are using are, are way different from our time. But if we don't improve on that, we may be losing out. So that is something that, like for us, I realized that I observed that a lot of parents stopped learning ever mm-hmm. since they became parents, and they allow all the learning for their children, and and they could not be able to advance uh, ahead because they stopped learning. And like you were saying, you take it as adventure, the mindset switch, which is mm-hmm. to, to look it on the other side. Instead of feeling, okay, this is a learning journey for me. It's a, it's a lesson for me, for me to become mm-hmm. a better version of myself. <coughs> so that I would say to become a better dad, become a better husband, to become a better um, business owner and stuff like that to my clients. So I would say that the learning pro- uh, journey is never ending, even for us mm-hmm. as parents, even for mothers. And also to... Don't be so hard on yourself, like the guilt and all that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. time had time time had really flies, and I I didn't feel that it has passed like almost coming to an an hour. And um, I would really hope to have Tonya again to share on all this, especially on the self care. Maybe we could do another uh, special episode. And I'd um, love to. Yes, and uh, in 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 any way, how does uh how can the audience get connected with you? Is there any um place that they can connect with you and ask you questions uh, pertaining to what uh, we have shared today? 
Absolutely. Uh, so the website is Tanya Adleta. Doesn't get any easier than that, aside from the fact that my spell my name a little bit tricky. So lucky for you, you'll have a link. Um, and then also on Facebook, uh, that those are two really easy ways to find me. Um, I'm on Instagram as well. Mm. And you can always shoot an email at hello at Tanya Adleta. Wow, wow. So uh, for those who are watching and listening, I will be putting uh, Tanya's link in the description below or in the comment section so uh, for you to, uh, for you guys to get connected with her and last but not least as i mentioned uh there's a tradition which is every guest get to post a question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest so tanya are you ready with your question of the day i am okay. i am indeed i'm so excited about this and i love this tradition by the way yes thank um, you so here's here's what i would like uh, everyone to consider what are you going to do for yourself this week to take care of yourself and to create a container for some reflection? Wow. So this is a little bit different in the sense uh -huh. of, I would like to have some accountability for this. So to be able to say, for example, on the Facebook post, mm. comment, tell us what you are going to do this week to create at least two hours for yourself. So let us know what you're going to do and then come back and tell us what your experience was like afterwards. So the question of the day is what are you going to do for yourself this week? Of two hours this week. Two hours. Okay, two hours for this week. Okay. And then that way we can circle back and say, okay, did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the question of the day, um, correct me if I'm wrong. So the question of the day is what are you going to do for yourself? Two hours this week mm -hmm. okay that's it so this question of the day is posted out to all the um, the viewers for all the audience and also the listeners that are listening to this show um, this question of the day is what are you going to do for yourself two hours this week so do share it with us do comment it below in the comment section uh, Tanya and I will be very very um, happy to see uh, what are your answers to, to this question and this question get to post out to the next guest so the next guest do catch uh, catch this and also get prepared for this if not i will see you on the next uh, episode when you come in and um tanya before we wrap up any last advice for the mothers uh, who are sitting on the fence thinking whether they should pursue their passion or they should step into entrepreneurship so any last advice for them i think if you have an inkling to become an entrepreneur there's something in you that already knows that you have greatness waiting to be found and to be experienced. I don't think that anyone enters into the idea of entrepreneurship lightly. And it's not one of those things like if you think this is something you want to do, there's a reason why you feel that. So I would encourage you to sit with that and to really give that voice some volume. Mm. There's ways to do it safely. You know, yes, like I said, leap in the net will appear. I do believe that. But there's also ways to start into something that can be a safe way to do it. Yeah. So don't think that, you know, it has to be like this big, huge risk. In some cases, it did, like me volunteering to be <laughs> laid off. Um, but, you know, it doesn't always have to be that way. So so my advice would be jump on in. The water's great. Yeah, wow. That, that is a very, very great advice. And I really am um, very thankful for Tanya to come on uh, on my show and really to share such a big value, uh, a lot of your life stories, a lot of experiences and a lot of uh, lessons that you have shared with us. And also last but not least, also the, the three factors for uh, people to uh, come out from the dead zone. 
and I'm really thankful for you. And also out to the mothers who are watching or and listening, uh, do remember uh, the most important thing, which is the lifeline, which is self-care. Do take care of yourself before you start to take care of other people. Start to pamper yourself, give yourself time. Uh, don't be so hard on yourself. And um, last but not least, love yourself. Okay, so thanks Tanya for today. Thanks for coming on to my show. Really, really excited and really um enjoy this session especially with so much value that you have shared and i would really love to uh, bring you uh, on on for a future episode and for those, uh, the guests out there thank you for watching and for those who are watching replay and, and listening thank you very much for uh, making time to come onto this show and last but not least thanks Tanya, for today thank you thanks so much this was lovely thank you thanks a lot Tanya, and i'll see you again thank you very much and bye everyone bye Tanya. bye Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.